Do you ever look around and think, wow, the world is a crazy place, and it just seems to get crazier and crazier? Ease your mind and take a break. This is Fuel for the Soul with John Gifta. We're a hub for inspirational Christian sermons, practical keys for Christian living, and Christian discussions and interviews. You'll be inspired to live the life that you were created for. Your host is a top-ranking podcaster, best-selling author, world record holder, aerospace engineer, life coach, evangelist, and founder of John Gifta International. Welcome to Fuel for the Soul with John Gifta. At this juncture, I want you to uh, take us through on the aspect of, yes, you said there is the finished work of Jesus, which encompasses so many things. But there are people who go to the either extremes. One group is like, you know what, I have to keep up, I have to keep up, it's all about me, 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 me and my efforts. And the other group just thinks, oh, praise the Lord, I can go and do whatever I want under the sun. And uh, then they put the Lord's name in vain and so many things under the sun because of that. And uh, so there is an element where we have a role to play, uh, like, you know, healing to the spirit and all of that. So how do you balance between the two? This is very good because I was reading an article about this and the, and the, the theologian said something amazing. The Bible does not resolve the tension between the two. The Bible doesn't resolve the tension between God's sovereignty and human responsibility. It maintains that tension throughout. It, 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 as Dr. Ravi Zacharias would say, it's like the two banks of the same river, leading to the same point, right? And so, uh, as, as, as one saint would say, you know, you would you walk through heaven's doors, you walk through heaven's doors and you say, well, I, I accepted the offer and I walked through. You look back and he says a board that, was, that says, you did not choose me, I chose you, <laughs> right? And so, uh, these two things work hand in hand. So. This is wonderful because that, that's it's such a wonderful question because we, we, we are in the danger of going either way, whether you know, we, get, we get antinomianism, which is don't worry about anything, you're being saved, so you can go on, or legalism, which says it all falls on my shoulders, I have to bear the burden of the world. And so, so this is this, this, this tension that we, we need to understand, which we cannot completely resolve, but we need to understand that so that we can walk right with God. So this is the problem that Paul and James have. So when we're looking at Paul and James, Paul is saying, hey, one is declared, one is one is righteous only, like you said, you're righteous, you're in the state of righteousness, only because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. It's only because he is the propitiation for our sins who saved us from the wrath of God, Romans chapter 5, because we stand in the new realm of grace. And, and he goes on to say, you know, how we have been saved in Romans chapter 5, verse 17, 18, and 19, how we have been saved from the dominion the, or the rule of slavery to sin and the fear of death. And so we've been made righteous. And he goes on to say, how much more will we, save? will we be saved from the wrath of God? You know, if we were reconciled when we were sinners, how much more that we are now reconciled, will we be saved from the wrath of God? So, it's the state of righteousness. He has he is set us apart for himself. You know, he's clothed us with righteousness. Now, we are righteous in the eyes of God, not because of anything that we ever do, but because of God alone. Okay. And so, that we have that. So, that, that's Paul's stand. Now, here's what happens. Now, James comes and says, the second word we saw, 
well, you show me your faith, and he says, I'll show you your works. So where, 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 where do we understand this? This is how we understand this. There is no conflict between the two of them. Because Paul himself would go on to say in Acts, the book of Acts, towards the end of the book of the Acts, he said, to show forth, to show forth repentance with good works. Because here's the thing. If somebody is absolutely transformed, they don't continue in their own life. Absolutely. That does not mean we don't struggle. Mm. That does not mean we don't falter. That does not. That, that's Romans 7 for you. You can go read Romans 7. That's Romans 7 for you. But we show forth our righteousness because we can't help ourselves because of the new life that, that is just effervescent in us. It is just like milk under under a boiler, you know, or milk over a boiler. It just it just boils out. And so 1 John chapter 4, verse 17 says, In this world we are as him. And so there is no tension as far as when we say, okay. Is Paul and James colliding with each other? No, Paul and James are not colliding. Paul is saying, as you mentioned, we are in the state of righteousness. Now, James says, show forth that righteousness. Live like you're righteous. Okay, now, I, 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 as you said, I, I love illustrations, I love analogies, and I love you know, to illustrate this. My father uh, passed away two years ago. But when, when I was young, I was a terrible kid. I was extremely naughty. I had my issues. I had my problems. People would come and say sometimes, or my parents would say, hey, behave like a pastor's son. Ah, there's something important we need to catch there. My behavior does not make me a pastor's son. It is by virtue of birth that I am a pastor's son. Because when I was born, my father was already in the ministry. You know, It is my birth that makes me who I am. But my actions show forth who I am. So these, these need to be married. These need to be married in our life. So it is not what I do that makes me a pastor's son. But the way I live shows forth who I am. It's as simple as that. So when my parents came and said, behave like a pastor's son, they're not saying, behave in such a way, work so hard, only then can you be my, my son. Only then when people know that you are a pastor. So no, 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 no. I'm sorry, apologies for the last part. But you know what you mean? What is he trying to say is, by virtue of birth, I am a pastor's son. But my behavior, in accordance with it, shows forth I'm the son. By virtue of, our, virtue of our regeneration, we are children of God. And by the life that we live, we show forth the good works. That's what Matthew 5 says. Jesus says, let your good works shine before men, that they may glorify your Father in heaven. And so, when we understand this, our life, we understand the pressure of the world is not upon us. You know, even Paul, amazingly, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, is amazing when he says, I have worked harder than all of these. He's talking about all the other apostles. He said, hey, you want to talk about hard work? You want to talk about toil? He says, I have worked so hard. I have worked harder than all of these people. And guess what he says after that? Yet not I, but it was grace. And so we see this beautiful thing. Paul is working not to earn salvation. This is very important. Not to earn salvation, not to earn acceptance, but he's working for the furthering of the kingdom. But he's saying, even if I work so hard, it was not I, but grace that works through me. And so here is the beautiful marriage between the two that we need to understand. And when we catch that, we understand that there is no tension, but this is grace working through me. We see this again in Philippians, Paul says, 
Welcome to your salvation with fear and trembling. Right? And so we are like, we're like, oh my goodness, oh my, see, 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 that's the see, the Bible saying, work it out, work it out. But read the full verse. Yeah, the very <laughs> next verse says, what? For it is God who wills and works through you. Yes. It means God is giving you the desire and God is giving you the power to fulfill the desire. That's what was absent in our previous life. When we were in our old condition, neither did we have the desire to do good, neither did we have the power to do good. We were hopeless and helpless, right? But now we are hopeful and we are filled with help. You know, we have the power residing within us. And so here is what we need to understand. When we understand this and we understand the marriage between the two, it becomes a little more easier for us. That when I fail, I'm still loved. I'm still accepted. I'm still a son. I think it was yesterday, day yesterday, I was thinking about this. Think about the prodigal son, right? It's, this is very important to catch. Think about the prodigal son. You could be a son, and you could still be eating pig's food. But never once was a son, was the name of the son changed from son. Yes. What you're experiencing right now doesn't change your designation. He, the father, even when he comes, he says, when he sees the son, he says, hey, he was lost, but you tell the elder brother, hey, don't be mad anymore. Come on, man. You know, he was lost, but he's now he's found. He was dead. Now he's alive. But never once did he say, he was a foreigner. Now he's back to being a son. Even though, even though, the, 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 you would understand from, from uh, culture during the time of Jesus, when somebody did something like what the prodigal son would have done that when, when he asked for property or for a share when the father was alive it was as good as saying why don't you die dad or you are dead to me so give me my share so what, what they would do is they would actually have a proper program to celebrate the funeral of the son meaning he is dead to us oh my gosh he is dead to us because he has gone to such an extent that he wants the father to be dead or he counts his father as dead so the family counts him as dead and therefore it makes so much sense when the, the father says he was dead but he's now he's alive but never did he cease to be a son so when we understand that even when we fail we stand only by grace not by our good works our good works show forth who we are our good works do not earn us acceptance neither do they earn us our righteousness with God that's Amen. absolutely true that's just like if you take any tree for that matter right you don't need to show that it has mangoes to show that it's a mango tree. Okay, by the end of the day, if it's a genuine mango tree, it will bear the fruit Absolutely. mango. So, so that's the way we need to take it forward. You've been listening to Fuel for the Soul with John Gifta. We hope you were blessed and inspired to live the life that God has for you. Make sure to subscribe to the John Gifta YouTube channel for regular uploads of sermons, skits, interviews, and more. Follow John Gifta on Instagram for regular inspirational posts. And don't forget to check out the best-selling books written by John Gifta. Who Am I?, which will help you understand your identity, and the latest number one bestseller, Unveil Your Purpose, helping you discover your purpose and to start walking in it. Make sure to leave a rating and review, and be sure to share it with your friends and loved ones. 
If you'd like to donate, you can find the PayPal link in the description. And if you'd like to invite John Gifta to speak at your event or to get more details, go to the website at www.johngifta.com. See you on the next episode of The Fuel for the Soul with John Gifta. God bless you. If your heart stops beating now, do you know where you're going? If you came face to face with death now, do you know where you're going? And this is not a message of condemnation. This is a message of hope. There is a God who loves you so much. He sent His only Son, Jesus Christ, to come down and pay a heavy price by shedding every drop of His blood on the cross. Thank you for dying for my sins. When you believe in Him, you have free gift of salvation for you. That assures us that we will go to heaven when we die, instead of suffering in hell forever. I just encourage you today to make the simple step of faith and say, Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. Thank you for giving me this gift of eternal life.